Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 197, November 4th, 1995, and this is Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper, as we're going to talk some death of Smoky Mountain Wrestling with this being one of the last four to go. I'll throw it to Doc first. Doc, how are you? What's that you've been saying for the past few weeks? We're... Heading to the cliff. We ain't right? heading right now. <laughs> I know. I was That's say. nice. Um, we are in our initial descent, and gravity is starting to pull us to the ground. The trees are getting bigger. We're, <laughs> we're like <laughs> we're like Wiley e. Coyote. Offer <laughs> you need to explain that reference because <laughs> we're getting closer to the fucking ground, bro. <laughs> the right. trees the are getting bigger. That's right. The oxygen's better. The air's better. So the trees are bigger. They, we didn't just get to the cliff, Doc. The ball, it's like a ball was sitting on the top of a mountain, and it slowly started to roll. Right now, that sucker's moving at light speed, waiting for the crash to happen. It's, you know, I'm going to say it. Is it this, but isn't this, well, I don't know. I'm going to ask. Isn't this how most federations die? I mean, there's one of two ways. There's they shutter they shutter the doors the night of the show and oops, fed folded. Or they limp along a little bit. And it dies off, you know, gradually. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, this is how it's is- gone. For every one of them that's dead, I guess some of them crashed and burned quickly. Other, you know, like just instantly, and others, like Hopper said, like you know, you had a fire and then it's just slowly just. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, only, there's, only, there's only one that hadn't gone out of business. Well, technically, ROH and Impact are still. That's true. I guess technically, wow. technically. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, I know you. I know what you mean. From this time period, there's only yeah. one. Yeah, that that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Not all the th- yes. guys that are running today, their time will come. I mean, this is everything comes to an end, man. Father time. It's like yeah. a football team. They won the Super Bowl. The next year they go to the playoffs. They they lose in the in the in the second round. The next game, the the next year, they're they're the wild card team and they get knocked out. The next year they finish seven and nine. Then it's five eleven. Then it's get the fucking quarterback out of here. Fire the fucking coach. And it's just and you're the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Javorski reference. That's messed up. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the wrestling well, in the we need Browns. To war- we, need, we need to warn everybody. We said. When we got to these episodes, they may not be as long as our other ones if we don't have enough to talk about. So we'll see where this takes us. Yeah, let me just, this is, uh, 
that's all else. Like Hopper always says, ugh, well, <sighs> ugh is upon us. This is, again, this is episode 197, November 4th, 1995. Taping number four from Kaywood High School in Harlan, Kentucky. Drawn only 200 people, but we also have results from the Halloween Scream Tour on this episode. You can tell it's taping number four in this building, though, because the bleachers have emptied a little, as Doc told me pre-show. Doc said, there's not an ass every 12 inches, is there? I said, there might not be an ass every 60 inches. Yeah. In these bleachers, as dark as this building is. But uh, it is what it is. I mean, I don't know what else to say other than to uh, uh, get ready to jump into it. Oh, let me shout out uh, disrespectfully Classy, Marky, Blassy, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, Joe Ice as we get into this thing and have Les Thatcher and Chip Kessler run down what we will see today at the top of the show. We immediately go to the first match, which is Flash Flanagan versus Mike Samples. Uh, You heard that right? That's a main event anywhere in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Flash Flanagan and uh, Mike Samples. And I'm I'm on the wrong freaking uh, episode. Come on, bro. Let me me get that fixed. What the fuck? I was on the when I said the when I said the wrong episode. Talking about the uh, there it is. I was talking about the uh, Patreon. Let's be a little more professional. Yes. Uh, you see those bleachers, Doc? Look at them. Smoky Mountain on your TV. Yeah, that looks like a... I, it's like a PE class. That's the kids like- that, that fucker don't want to dress out. <laughs> so true. And we got a barn burner of a matchup in the very beginning with Flash Flanagan and Mike Samples. Here's my notes. Flanagan's wins with a missile drop kick off the top rope, and then he pins samples. And uh, that was that. I thought they said Mike Santos. I was like, I remember him. No. Yeah. No, not Mike Santos. Larry Santos. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Hey, you know, I don't take anything from these guys. They got in here. They worked hard. They they were looking for, I guess, an opportunity. Um, Not like they look bad or anything, even though samples... uh, his tackles ain't the greatest, and then he kind of messed up right there on that hip toss. Uh, whatever. That's not samples. That's Samson. Okay, that's what I meant. Thank you. What Sorry, the fuck? Doc. Hey, man, this episode's got me down. They're doing a lot of shit for the first match, huh? They sure are, and it's technically not the first because it's the fourth taping. <laughs> well, that's what I... Hey, is that, that... That's a real question. Doc, is that you? What the hell? I don't know. We got aliens trying to get into this thing? Well, we're the first intergalactic wrestling podcast. <laughs> we're gonna, <laughs> what if we ET's some, listening to this on his planet like 60 million light years away or something? Imagine some filthy alien coming in. Wow. What's that, Brad? <laughs> it, really, it would really be like, these assholes need to grow up. <laughs> so here's my question, because they are doing a lot. Yeah. So, it's not like you said. It's not the first match of TV, but I mean, it's the first match for TV. But it, God Almighty, that's a lot. <laughs> you think he missed him when he flipped out? I've had that happen before, so I'm not going to laugh. Uh, is, this, is, this, is this where Corny says, "Go do some of that flippy shit and try to keep people from leaving"? I guess, yeah. Uh, maybe. Flanagan was good. It was it was uh, Samson that kind of was. Well, I don't want to say they, they, they were out there doing a lot of stuff. When you do yes. a lot of stuff, there's a chance to miss a lot of stuff. There was there's some stuff missed. That's how I want to bring it up. But it is what it is. Here's the missile drop kick. I think there it is. Mm. 
and one, two, three. Flashy, yeah. flashy win. Get it? Flashy. Flash wins. It's not his first win. He pinned Tommy Rich. Remember that? Oh yeah, that's well, true. He's beat him twice. He beat him twice. Yeah, he sure did. It's on a major got talent. It may get you never the, did it. Get to beat the. That's oh. <laughs> I never wrestled him either. Yeah, only the, exactly. Only in the back when he punched you. Yeah, he's a like, hey, spear chucker. Whoa! My ass. <laughs> and, then you, and then you're like, "Fuck you, Harper. old man!" Harper. And, he, and then, and then he, he, he's like, "I, I was champion. I beat Harley Race. What have you done?" And then you, and then you said, "Yeah, for fucking four days, motherfucker. Whoop the fucking do." The thoughts and the thoughts and comments <laughs> presented here by one hard body Harper do not reflect the opinions of the rest of the staff of BTT. Please listen at your own discretion. That's right. I'm glad you said it as we jump into this next segment on the show. So we go to Kessler's corner with Chip Kessler, and Kessler throws us to the chain match uh, that Budrow lost to Rich last week thanks to interference from Corny and the Punisher. So we see that again. And then after the replay, we immediately go to Freedom Hall in Johnson City where Buddy and Tommy Rich are having a barbed wire match. Let me see if I can get to it here. Um, because so, here's the thing: <laughs> these guys in in a barbed wire match is where tetanus meets hepatitis. I know, huh? <laughs> um, that's you funny. Think, you think uh, they ahead. got that blood work? Uh, I think they're gonna come collect the sample down at the ring. Uh, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know if I don't remember if Tennessee has a commission like Louisiana. So you, you ever work with barbed wire, Mike? Yes. Not, I would imagine it wasn't your favorite payday. Well, if you, if you have a good promoter who doesn't try it? to fuck you, yeah, gimmicks it and bends the spikes down, you're you're okay. I mean, there's worse. Let me say that. What's you know, worse? Light tubes? No, I've never done that. No, screw that. That's just stupidity. The light tubes is stupidity. Yeah, fuck that. I'm, I've never done anything with glass and light tubes. That That's just dumb. The worst is the staple gun, because I don't care how much it hurts. The, the the mental piece of it is hard. I mean, you got to pull them out. Fuck that, man. I'm I'm not doing staple. I'm not, no. Light tubes, uh, no. No, thank you. Mm-mm. You, know, I mean, with that, you know what all that reminds me of? What? Our dear, dear friend Robert Fuller's up telling the Von Erics boys, we're doing way more work than this job requires. One of the greatest statements that Fuller's made a lot of great statements, so it's hard to say that, but I agree. We're working a little bit too hard here, boys, for what this job requires. All right. So, again, they're in Johnson City where Buddy and Tommy are having a barbed wire match. We only see the last 30 seconds where Buddy defeats Tommy Rich by hitting him with a tennis racket, as you saw there if you're watching on Patreon. Uh, There's a lot of shenanigans even after the finish, though, because the Punisher comes in and then Corny's throwing powder in Buddy's eyes because that never gets old. The heels then beat down Buddy for a long time. They even bust open Mark Curtis, I believe. Uh, this yeah. beat down, this beat down just went on forever. And then we cut away from that. At, at, well, let me not spoil it. We're gonna go to Buddy in a second, but before we go to Buddy in another 
uh, gold segment from Buddy. I got to ask Hopper, do you have anything from Tommy Rich losing to Buddy Landell and then the beatdown after? I just take it, man. They're really beating the fuck out the ref. Yeah, yeah but he can wrestle, so. And then, I, and then I'm thinking, well, because well, normally they would throw him out the ring during this, maybe, but they can't because of, of the barbed wire, so. He's got to get some, too. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's another one. And I don't care what era we're in. I don't care if this is 72, 82, 92, or yesterday. The one that always got me was somebody's bleeding and I'm going to bite their head. Yeah. That always, like, look, if Kamala or Abdullah does it, Maybe, but even then, that's just gross. Yeah, because now uh, you're now you're blood mm, brothers, right? I'm, I'm not. He, like, here's the thing: I actually understand it in the '80s, like early '80s, because I guess the whole AIDS fear and bloodborne illnesses and. I don't know. I guess wrestlers that came up in the 60s and 70s that and some of them, in, you know, obviously those in the 70s that were still wrestling in the 80s, they didn't even think twice about it. But you got to yeah, think they, by, ni- by 95, y- you're well aware of ugh, hepatitis and the, and the AIDS. And I don't know if yeah. I'm biting anybody's head. But, hey, that's Tommy Rich. So he's a moron. And you, you that, look, that's what he was doing in 95. But go ahead, Hopper. Yeah, they weren't worrying about AIDS. Hell they no. Were like, yeah, they were like, I'm not queer. I got nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah. But I agree with you, Doc. By 95, I don't know if I'm biting and licking anybody's head that's busted open. And that's that. Uh, anything else, Hopper? No. It's just they, the, the fucking Punisher guy, after when this dies off, does he go anywhere? No, huh? He- no, he goes to WWE. He's Bull Buchanan. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. See, see, Doc, I'm not the only one who didn't realize who he was. Man, this next segment might be the, the what one, the fuck the one saving grace for the like the last. It's the like the last gasp. <laughs> Doc. I want you to focus on something while you're watching this. There's so much to I'll look yeah, at. There's so much to look at. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're gonna, I feel like I feel like just I mean, you're gonna have to help me here because I'm 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 looking at the was... background. I'm looking yeah. I'm looking for the tasty freeze in the background. <laughs> I'm wondering what's in those those storage lockers back there. Thinking maybe Harper and I could, could buy one of them. Yeah, well, I'm just working from the back all the way up to the to the front of the camera. <laughs> the cars. Well, I I was gonna say focus on Wayne and what in the piss he's wearing, and then we can discuss after. Dude, because... I'm looking at Buddy too. No, it for is, real, dude. It is 95, <laughs> and those shorts are short. He looks like the fucking. He, he's wearing those those fucking bike shorts that that the fucking high school. Football coaches used to wear like in the eighties, but they're two sizes too small. Yeah. All right. This is what what they're talking about is Buddy Landell is back at Classy Motors with his buddy Wayne, 
And <laughs> we've been talking about where they're at for a minute. And the people are like, what? What are y'all talking about? So that's what's going on. And after we're done listening and watching, uh, I'll have Harper and Doc critique Wayne and Buddy's attire and whatever Buddy and Wayne say. So let's go to classic, back to Classy Motors now. Here it is. Boy, Buddy Landell, and as everybody's watched the TV the last couple of weeks, You've seen my problems with Jimmy Cornette, the Punisher, and Wildfire Tommy Rich. You see, I get Tommy Rich where I want him, the Punisher runs in. I get the Punisher where I want him, Tommy Rich runs in. Well, it's come down to this, Jimmy Cornette. I've called the biggest, baddest man ever to be in professional wrestling to be my partner, and he turned me down. And I got to studying about it. I called him back, and he said, maybe. So my friend Wayne here at Classy Motors out on Clinton Highway, we've put our heads together and come up with a little incentive to persuade this big bad man to be my partner at Thanksgiving Thunder. And this right here is the incentive. Wayne, you want to tell the people what this is? Yeah, it's a 1992 Ford Mustang, got 30,000 actual miles on it, got cold air Jesus. on it. And I believe, buddy, this right here will change his mind. Well, I'll tell you Damn. what. See, Wayne and Classy Motors is always back Nature Boy Buddy Landell's career. And I'm going to tell you something right now. You know what? The big bad man himself, Joe LaDuke, the original Canadian lumberjack, said yes. I said, Big Joe, all you've got to do to get this car is come down, sign your name on the dotted line, and you can have this car be my partner. We can take care of Tommy Rich, Jimmy Cornette, and the Punisher all in one night, Thanksgiving Thunder. Now, I went to Bob Armstrong, and I said, Bob, here's the deal. Bob said, buddy, I love it. I'm going to put the names on the dotted line. Thanksgiving Thunder, it's going to be Tommy Rich, the Punisher, Joe LaDuke, the original Canadian Lumberjack, and the Nature Boy Buddy Landell. But here is a special stipulation. Bullet Bob Armstrong liked it so much, he remembers how Terry Gordy, the Punisher, and Jimmy Cornette almost killed him, almost breaking his neck in the middle of the wrestling ring a few months ago. And I want to tell you something. Bullet Bob Armstrong wants to add the special stipulation that it be a lumberjack match. The only difference in this match is, instead of having 16 guys around the ring as lumberjacks, we're going to have one man in the lumberjack. That's going to be Bullet Bob Armstrong with his Tennessee toothpick, his baseball bat. So, Jimmy Cornette, you try to stick your nose in, you get your head caved in with a baseball bat. Wildfire Tommy Rich, Punisher, if you run, in which you are going to run from Joe LaDuke, you run and Bob Armstrong's going to cave your head in with a baseball bat. So, at the courtesy of Bob Armstrong, the Nature Boy Buddy Landell, and the big man himself, Joe LaDuke, we are exterminating Thanksgiving Thunder, the General's militia. You can bank on it. All right, so uh, let's go back to this for a second because I said we would discuss. Um, y'all want to talk about what Wayne and Buddy are wearing, or where do y'all want to start? I'll go to Doc first. Wayne, <laughs> call well, the base, Wayne, you, sound like, you see, he sounds like you, Mike. <laughs> we do the accent. Hold on, there it is again. <laughs> That's a 1992 Ford Mustang. Got 30,000 actual miles on it. Got cold air on it. And I believe, buddy, this right here will change his mind. Well, I'll tell you what. 1992 Ford Mustang. Got cold air on it. I believe this right here will change his mind. He didn't say. He didn't say. And we can't see if it's got the 5.0 on the side, can we? Because they're covering it up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Doc, what, what, go ahead. 
You know what Wayne looks like? He looks like, now the voice isn't, but he looks like one of those guys that would have been friends with Christopher Moltisante before <laughs> Chris got into the mob. And, like, Tony had to sit him down and go, look, you either need to start running with people that can help you get where you want to go and leave this guy behind, or you can hang out down here with these little flunkies. And he looks like the kind of guy that would mess up every caper that they were on. Or he looks like he could be a stunt double for Bill Dundee. I can't decide. (laughs) I want to know what it means when Buddy says Classy Motors has always backed his career. Maybe giving him a car to drive around in? I don't know. And I guess we've we've glossed over Joe LaDuke. That's a crazy mofo. Uh, so, well, we'll, I, let me go to Hopper first and then we'll talk about the video package. Hopper, you got anything from this? I mean, there's so much here. <laughs> I, I like his WrestleMania 10 fucking hat. <laughs> I don't, I don't think he was at WrestleMania 10, was it? No. No. <laughs> University of Tennessee, black tank top, the black yeah, those, shorts. Those fucking shorts. And, the, and your boy stance like he's fucking Superman. <laughs> Wait. Dude, Wayne's got a... Okay, y'all, neither one of y'all said this. It's a sleeveless button-up yeah. shirt tucked in to his white jean shorts. God. If Everything that about that screams boot scoot boogie. It just screams, what in the piss am I looking at? When they said, when Buddy said they put their heads together, what he failed to mention was, and then they both went down to the table to sniff the line, and then they came up with their great idea. Uh, yeah. here's, here's the thing, bro. If a Ford Mustang and that's a '92 only has thirty thousand miles on it, it well, wouldn't be at this per- kind of dealership. No, something's wrong with that car. It, he's probably full of shit. <laughs> it's no, I can tell you, it's got a salvage title. It's got frame damage. It's got something with it that they can't sell it at a reputable dealership, and that's yeah. the only reason why that. Because 30,000 miles for a 92 Ford Mustang at the end of 1995 is very low miles on a decent car. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Wayne looks like a sleazeball, sleazeball. He's got black shoes on with the white socks. Those are not those are not ankle socks. They're the ones that pull up to your calves, but he's got them scrunched down. And you're right, Hopper. He's standing like Superman. Jesus hmm. Christ. I paid a fool. They were doing bumps on the table. That's no doubt about it. And that car is the best car within 30 miles of that fucking area. <laughs> well, you it's see everything that's behind it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, everything behind them is fucking 10 years old. Yep. I mean, look at the one to the right. Is that a Cadillac to the right? Yeah. Really? That's an old yeah. Cadillac. I, I think that's an old Cutlass. Yep. That's an old Buick. Or <laughs> it's like a Chevy Caprice or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Any other thoughts, Doc, on this? You know, 
it's not great, but in this episode, it is. <laughs> I want to see Bill LaDuke drive off in that fucking Mustang. Joe Joe LaDuke. Yeah, whatever. Well, Dude, you're talking you're talking about a guy who axed his own arm on live TV. So, I mean, what kind of uh, car is that? Dude, that is dirt, that is a, that is a no. dirtbag special. Look at that. Well, God almighty. What is that, Hopper? Do you know? Man, I kept trying to every bad, every bad guy on the Rockford Files drove that car. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I can't Hold tell on. if it's a, a a Thunderbird or like a Chrysler Cordoba or, or a Dodge Morocco or something. I, I I couldn't figure it out. I say Camino, but no, it doesn't have a bed on the back. It's yeah. just a it's just a a long fucking trunk and it's a two-door i don't know man somebody will tell a, us is that like a crown victoria or some shit i don't know I don't this is where so. we need you i i know that's not a crown victoria man that's i don't not know a crown I'm, just, I'm just guessing i don't know any of this shit i don't know man yeah that's a tough one somebody out there will know and for once i'm not i'm not gonna be able to use google because i would have no term to be able to google with so you have no idea you, yeah, if you know, post it in the Facebook group. Uh, what kind of car this is? Because I have no idea. And Harper, and if Harper doesn't, that worries me. Like, <laughs> but somebody will know. We got car experts out there. Okay, so the video package. Um, I can't play the music. It is Quiet Riot's "Bang Your Head" playing in the background. That was, that was one of the first um, albums I ever got when I was a kid. It was a record. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that and um. Pyromania. Look at that shit. that. When he throws him on that fucking table, him being Lawler. We didn't need high spots back in the day. He's he's dragging that car, too. Y'all want me to spoil something for y'all? Was that the Commandos? That was one of them. (laughs) Yes. Somebody was on the back end of that car pushing, too. No, thank you. Well, what? it's not really a spoiler because we don't we don't get to Thanksgiving Thunder because the promotion shuts. Oh down. yeah, he doesn't show up. Joe LaDuke doesn't show up to so Thanksgiving then, Thunder. Oh, so then who who gets the Mustang? Uh, uh, Wayne, 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 Wayne gives it. Look uh, that place up and see if it's still in business. I think I, I thought tried. I yeah I thought I did uh, and I couldn't find it. We've had uh, almost two hundred episodes, Harper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we did. Um, so it's anyway, classy, it's classy with a K. K right? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's, uh, a, that's us. Sorry. Yeah. That's us. <laughs> um, <laughs> any, any, any thoughts on uh, Joe LaDuke? They're showing a promo of LaDuke from Memphis right now. Any other thoughts on LaDuke and, and uh, him, let's which, just say potentially which... being, that being, axe in the arm, dude. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. Come on. How sharp does that got to be to do that? I don't Very. care what it... Yeah. Oh, man. He's going to do it again. Look at Lance Russell. He's like, look I don't want to... Oh, come on, Joe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gross. Look at Lance. Lance, Lance is selling, but he's but he's also not working either. He's like, oh Jesus, God Almighty! If this is the right one, it's in Jefferson City, Tennessee, on a road called Dumplin' Valley Road, Dumplin', like 
chicken and dumplings. It's Dumplin still open? No, oh, it's just permanently closed. Okay, uh, I was about to say. I was about to say, call him up and ask for Wayne. There's a, <laughs> that would well, be awesome. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of classy motors. There's one in um, Dan- Dandridge, Tennessee, Campbellsville, Kentucky. Look at this. Dandridge is close, too. That was the same one. Dude, this shit ain't still open, man. But it'd be awesome if you could find it and you call up. Hey, y'all got, is, is, does Wayne still work there? Hey, it's Whoa. Wayne. How you doing, man? What? Wayne? Is this Wayne that appeared in Smoky Mountain Wrestling with um with uh, with Buddy Landell at Classy Motors? Yeah, you got him. No, Wayne. No shit. Wayne died in 1998. He fell down a well, and we never heard from him again. Yeah, something happened to Wayne. Right, look at Lawler hit this table when LeDuc throws him. God, oh, that table Christ. doesn't move. That was a real table. You could do oh. stuff with that table. Are right, any other thoughts on LeDuc from Memphis, Hopper? Now, I mean, he's I mean, cutting his arm with the fucking axe. That says fucking crazy. <sighs> By any at any time. Oh boy, very much so. So there you go, um, Wayne and Buddy, and then Joe Duke. We'll see what happens at Thanksgiving Thunder. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see if we'll see if Joe Duke is going to be Buddy's partner, and we'll leave it at that. Okay, so let us keep moving. We now go to uh, Jim Cornette, Tommy Rich, Punisher with Chip Kessler. They're going to cut a promo. Here it is. Simply some incredible footage involving the Canadian lumberjack, Big Joe LaDuke. We're with the militia. Gentlemen, I have to ask you how you feel about this and also your, your plan of attack coming up during Thanksgiving Thunder. Hey, you seen him there, Mr. Kessler. I mean, that Joe LaDuke, I seen him. You know, y'all seen the clip. This guy is a lunatic. Jimmy, buddy, let down. We can take care of it. I don't, I don't know what to say either because I don't know how Landell was ever even able to find Joe LaDuke. But I'm going to tell you this, the guy is a psychopath, the guy's a nut, the guy's a madman, the guy will do anything to himself. I've seen Joe LaDuke when I was a kid personally do horrible things. I've seen things to another man's body. And the tales and the stories have gone on and on about how bad and how mean and how tough Joe LaDuke is. Pulling buses down city streets, cutting himself with a lumberjack axe, breaking things over his head. The guy should be put away and I thought, as a matter of fact, that he had been. But I got news for you, Buddy Landell. You can't take Tommy Rich like he said. And Joe LaDuke is somebody like the boogeyman that we're, we're going to be scared of. But see, I got a big bad man too right here. And he's the strongest man in wrestling walking around on two feet now, Joe LaDuke. And I think you'll find when you get up in his face, Joe LaDuke, at Thanksgiving Thunder, that he can pull just about any kind of stunt you can. Because he's a nut too. And as for Bullet Bob Armstrong, a lumberjack there with a baseball bat, all he's going to try to do is knock this man out or knock this man out or maybe even knock me out. But one way or another, Bob Armstrong, you're a problem we're going to have to contend with. I think the whole thing stinks. And at Thanksgiving Thunder, I think they're trying to get rid of the militia. And unless we're careful, boys, they may just succeed. Let's get out of here. All right, fans, as you can hear, the Cornette Militia is now facing its toughest challenge to date, coming up during Thanksgiving Thunder. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, Doc, you got any thoughts? Tommy Rich must have had a little bit too much to drink and a little you too much weed and cocaine. You know, I've been hard on you. But 
in hindsight, you might be right about something that, you know, bringing Tommy Rich in was the beginning of the end. That was yeah. awful. That was, yeah, that was, that was bad. <laughs> Steve, Steve Mall cuts promos on him on the Facebook group on Tommy Rich. He's going to have a field day with that promo because that, that was. That was hey, hey, did y'all notice the sweatshirt he had on? He had a bodybuilding, no limit sweatshirt on. Like, if you are the complete opposite of what you've got on on that sweatshirt you're a druggy drunkard fool nothing boogie nothing about you says bodybuilding no limits terrible terrible nothing about, nothing about you says low reps high weights that's nice just terrible just just oh yeah, do, what the fuck? <laughs> Can't even talk. It's just... I'm trying to pause it on bodybuilding no limits, and I can't really get to it good. What is Punisher doing back there? Look at him. He's <laughs> like the wolf man from, was it last week or week before? Yeah. Just shows up. I, but... <laughs> <laughs> Punisher's trying not to <laughs> try not to laugh. Somebody's on the other side of the camera. Oh God, this is terrible. <laughs> it, is Chip wearing a toupee? He looks it, huh? Yeah. Maybe. Poor bastard. It's a little early in the game to be having to wear fake hair. Yeah. He's a young man. Yeah. Man. <sighs> All right. Well, let's go to Chip Kessler, who throws it to Tommy Noe, who's interviewing Jim Cornette and Sandy Scott uh, wait, in reference to something with wait. Brad. Mike, that screenshot, yeah. what, what time stamp is that? I can't see it. On the, it's right small. at 18 minutes. 18 minutes. Would that have been considered a good crowd for you to wrestle in front of? No, huh? Well, no. I don't know. Yeah, yeah Mike. Yeah, Mike, not Wildcat, Mike. No, I mean, it depends because, I mean, back when in Chalmette at the St. Bernard Civic Center, man, those people would pack that place. Harbor, you can ask Devin, man. There would be, it, it was ridiculous how many people we could put into that building. Um, and it's a beautiful building. So back back then, I mean, we had nice crowds, but I mean, that doesn't mean that you wouldn't go to Shitsville, Mississippi or Alabama or or uh, somewhere else in Louisiana, and, and you'd see something like this. So I have about forty-five people on the camera there. I think. Yeah, there's nobody in there. No, what are, there's okay, none. So it's, it's, they're they're in the fourth hour of a TV tape, and they're like, "Oh what is, shit!" What is a Gibson or Smothers? What are they thinking when they go out there? It's the end, boys. We had a good run. Yeah. Okay, is this? Mike, is this the most depressing Smoky Mountain episode so far, or is the number three or four in that molestation chamber that was like mustard yellow? Are you asking me if this is worse than that? Yeah. Oh, this is worse. This is what that had like Bob Holly and pink tights and talking about Julia Roberts type comedy and. No, that that had some stuff going on. That had Ron Wright in it, causing a ruckus and causing problems. No, that that wasn't that bad. Mm -mm. 
Okay. Matter of fact, matter of fact, one of those tapings in that terrible building, the Knoxville Civic Coliseum Ballroom, that was one of the promos where I just watched this back. That was one of the promos where Ron Wright was out there like giving Bob Armstrong a hard time. I can't believe you give a crip poor old crip old feeble old man problems like this. You know, if I wasn't in this chair, I'd get up right now and get you. And Bob Armstrong's like, man, I didn't seen enough of you. You are not pulling the wool over my eyes. And that's when the, the promo where Bob Armstrong rolls Ron Wright out the building and Ron Wright's trying to fight him from the chair and trying to reach back behind him. So there was some better. This shit's just terrible. We've gone yeah. 30 minutes now, and it's just like, what the hell are we watching? Okay. Okay. Uh, let's go to Chip Kessler now. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go to Tommy Noe now um, with Cornette and Sandy Scott. Last weekend in Johnson City, there was a final trick-or-treat tag match with Brad Armstrong and Wolfman facing Terry Gordy and Thrasher. But as usual, with Jim Cornette involved, there was controversy before the match even began. Wrestling fans, this is Tommy Noy reporting from Freedom Hall in Johnson City. We're back in the locker room. There's a little confusion about the trick-or-treat tag match between General Manager of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, Sandy Scott, and General Jim Cornette. Let, let, let me just explain what's going on here. Last week, everybody knows, last week in Knoxville, Terry Gordy won the Smoky Mountain title. Right. So as the stipulations in the trick-or-treat match tonight, as they're written, if Terry Gordy gets beat, then he not only would take ten lashes, but he'd lose the title. But if Brad Armstrong gets beat, he ain't got nothing no more to lose. So what I'm saying to you is I want to make this fair where everybody's got something put up. If Gordy gets beat, he'll relinquish the Smoky Mountain title to Brad Armstrong. But if Brad Armstrong gets beat, then I want him to be the one to take the ten lashes. That's what I'm saying. Well, that makes sense. Well, I mean, thank you. That, that makes sense to me. And, uh, yes, we'll, we'll switch the uh, stipulations. Fans were here in historic Freedom Hall, Johnson City. This is the... All right, so Cornette's trying to redo the stipulation. Basically, if Brad wins, he gets the title, but if Brad loses, he gets lashed. I got nothing from it. Doc, no. anything? Well, we're also <laughs> dipping deep here with Noe getting to do interviews, so... Yeah. <laughs> Leave Tommy alone. Especially you know, wearing that, that the, the fucking Looney Tunes tie. That's nice, Hopper. Come on. Come on. <laughs> You're in a broom closet. <laughs> oh, all right. So I got nothing from it. We go this to would work. City. This would work if Gordy was Gordy, but he's not. So you're right. Who cares? Well, and they throw us to, we go to Johnson City, Tennessee. We got Thrasher and Gordy versus Wolfman and Brad Armstrong. Let me recap it. Brad hits Gordy with his finisher, but Mark Curtis is, of course, bumped in the process, and Mark Curtis can't count the pin. Mosh interferes and hits Armstrong. Uh, Curtis comes, you know, he finally comes up, and Mark Curtis rolls over and actually sees Mosh pinning Armstrong. Brad is handcuffed to the corner. He's getting lashed. Mark Curtis figures out there were shenanigans and tries to stop all this lashing, but it's too late. Gordy continues hitting Brad's hydrated back. The thugs oh. eventually come out and save Brad from more lashes, and that's what I got from this. You got anything, Hopper? No. Guys, we're trying, but there's nothing to sink our teeth into here, so we're going to keep moving. Um, in the next uh, next segment, they go to Brad Armstrong. I'm not going to play it. Brad challenges Gordy to a big Bad Street death match, and which would eventually see Gordy and Brad will each have a three-foot-long strap on their 
uh, dominant hand, uh, similar to, I guess, what you saw with the uh, country whipping match in world class many years before that uh, with the Freebirds and Von Erics when they beat the piss out of each other. So that's that. Harper, any thoughts from Brad's promo? No. Doc, I'm going to stay. Just, say you've got nothing. Oh, go ahead, Harper. I'm sorry. I just, man, this is just so bad now. It's just, it's just a shell of itself. The, I think, um, I think, I think Harper speaks for me as well. The, the, they're on life support. Um, yeah. Just waiting for the plug. I, I mean, I told you. <laughs> Four years ago, when I watched this the first time, it got bad fast, and it just—it's the ending is awful. I agree. Uh, it's just ugh. all right. So then we got the next match. We got Ron Davis, who's been at this tape in the whole time. He's going to take on yeah. Terry Gordy. Uh, Gordy comes out with the belt. Gordy does win. That's all I got. Yeah, Harper. Anything. Gordy's just saying, yeah. I mean, these people. <laughs> people alone, man. It's not their fault. Oh, goodness. After Gordy wins, we get a replay of last week when Cornette was beat up by the little person when the little person came out of the box and whipped him. Uh, that was kind of fun. Doc, any other thoughts? Uh, I know you hate replays, but I'll give you a chance to. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. Oh, no, it wasn't. Okay. Who doesn't oh. love a, a redneck midget? <laughs> just wait. Just wait. We're going to get a promo from him. Come on. Uh, the promo's not bad. The promo's not bad. I popped on but it. But he's four foot tall, though. That's the problem. <laughs> four foot tall. He's like fucking Scrappy Doo from the fucking Bugs Bunny from the Scooby Doo cartoons. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right, so I do want to play this because Cornette teases something that's going to be broke next week with someone who's coming into the territory as it dies. <laughs> let's go to Cornette and let's go to the Punisher right now uh, with Les Thatcher. Here it is. Jim Cornette and the Punisher, of course, General. You see the way he dropped that man, huh? I saw it. You see the way Terry Gordy dropped that man? I'm not even going to refer to what we just saw because that little shrimp, that little shrimp thinks he's funny and he thinks he's cute. But there ain't going to be things like that going on starting next week when Sergeant Rock gets here to join the militia because a drill sergeant is what my elite troops have needed for a long time. And the first thing that Sergeant Rock is going to do in Smoky Mountain Wrestling is take care of a little pain in my side called the Wolfman. Because Wolfman's been running around trying to help Brad Armstrong, help Buddy Landell, help everybody. Well, at Thanksgiving Thunder, Sergeant Rock's first test in Smoky Mountain Wrestling is going to be to eliminate the Wolfman because Wolfie, even a man who's pure in heart and says his prayers by night, can become a wolf when the Wolfbane blooms and the moon is full and bright. Can I interrupt you? But wait, I'm on a roll here. But your future Wolfman is not bright at all. It's looking very, very dim. Uh, now can I interrupt? Go ahead. Well, I've been, you I have talked to Bob Armstrong, the commissioner of Smoking yeah. Wrestling, and you've got something going on at Thanksgiving Thunder. Got a lot of things going on. Well, you've got one very good thing going on I think a lot of people want to see. You've got a match. What? You are booked in a match, signed to get in the ring, and your opponent is going to be Butch Cassidy. What? Yes. No, Jim no, Cornette no, no, against no, Butch Cassidy. No, 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 no. no, you can't pull 
Thanksgiving Thunder, it's you and him. You better get the tights out of mothballs, my We'll man. see about this. Well, and you just leave my balls alone. <laughs> well, what? whatever. You heard it from the general at Thanksgiving Thunder. He'll be squaring off with Butch Cassidy. We'll be back with more action right after this. Did anybody else think that when Les said you have something planned for Thanksgiving Thunder, Corny was going to say, yep, a liquidation sale. <laughs> Everything <laughs> must go. <laughs> Uh, it would have been fitting. It would have been okay. Fitting. So they do this to Arn on the Arn Anderson show. Uh, Mike, would you rather wrestle a four foot Brock Lesnar or a Brock Lesnar sized Butch Cassidy? I don't know. Arn always answers. Uh, okay, I'm not Arn. That's. It's not saying much because I've been knowing that. <laughs> we know. I don't know. Just give me Butch Cassidy. I, I, I don't, so I don't how, know. How do you think? How do you think Sergeant Rock feels? Like Sergeant Rock's get, not wrestling Butch Cassidy. Sergeant Rock's coming in to deal with Wolfie. Right, but what I'm saying is, it's like it would be like back in the day when you were going to go to a party and you thought there was going to be like. Lots of kegs and lots of lots of chicks. Then you get there and there's like three people and you're like, "What happened?" And they're like, "Oh, we floated the keg long an hour and a half ago. It's over." And you're like, "Oh, really? Nobody yeah. has any beer." That's what this is like for her. It's a her. Yeah, we'll we'll see her next week. I mean, she shows up like ready to roll, and everybody else is like, yeah. pack, packing up. <laughs> <sighs> well, giving their old giving their old wrestling see you down the road see you when i see you yeah hopper you got anything to this you're excited to see wolfie and uh sergeant rock i hope wolfie fucking i, I hope she kills him wolfie is the absolute 100 <laughs> percent idea that there's a limit to next man up yeah no tommy rich is the <clears throat> absolute idea of there's a limit to next man up I mean, there's something to that theory in sports, but it's not sustainable over a long period of time. That no. stuff that it that works only for so long. You right. can only go so deep into the well. So it's it's very motivating for you as an athlete to have okay the next man up ph philosophy where you know you get to one, two, or three. And here's the thing about it: you can only go so deep into the well per position. I mean, by right. the time you get to your third string quarterback, no, no, it's not. -uh, it ain't happening. Yeah, they've uh, had some second string quarterbacks have success and win Super Bowls. Don't get me wrong, Jeff Hostetler. You know, you've had it happen. But man, you start going three and four deep at the quarterback position, bruh. You're you're up the creek without a paddle. Coach is still over. Saying. Coach is still over there clapping, yelling "next man up," and everybody else is like, "Man, we're fucked." Yeah, for real, for this real. This is some bullshit. I ain't getting hurt for this. Aubrey, you have anything from Corny and the Sergeant Rock announcement and Wolfie and all that, or are you just kind of like, ugh? Yeah, I was like, hey, look, it's Jackie. What? <clears throat> Isn't that fucking? Uh... No spoilers, brother. Jeez. I mean, y'all spoiled it. Not really. Hopper, no, Doc just said it was a girl. Yeah. 
You got woman, real specific on what you got real specific on which one it was. Well, so what? It's over with. Okay. <laughs> I, you know what? Well, they got what? They got what? I was gonna get angry at Harper for blowing it, but you know what? Whatever. Tommy right? Rich blew it too. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> How old do you think he was back then? Who, Tommy time? Rich? Yeah. I'll look, but he wasn't. He wasn't as old as you think he was. Yeah. He wasn't as old as you think I, he was. My, he was fourteen years past blowing it. Come on. Come on. You that seemed a little too natural for you. Yeah. Mouth is a mouth, bruh. Come on. Why do you hate that guy? You you gotta let it go. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's the here's the thing, Harper. I'm gonna Let me ask you a I'm, question, I, Doc. I'm, I'm, I'm a, no, Would I'm you have slobbed on a knob for the NWA world title? I'm just curious. No. 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 <laughs> no. Uh, absolutely not. And if you do, that's okay. I'm just saying that's not my personal preference. <laughs> my preferred gender pronouns are he and him. Um, Rich is 39 there. Damn. And so here, here's the other thing. And let me just break this down for y'all. Mike's working. He doesn't really, like, he ain't going to go shake Tommy Rich's hand if he's in the room. But Mike's not sitting around every day sticking pens in a, in a voodoo doll of Tommy Rich. <laughs> He's working because it's funny for some of you, and it gets some of you worked up. That's what's happening here, and I feel yeah. like I can say that since we're at the end. Yeah, you know, you're right. remember, I'm not going to shake remember, his hand, but I don't hold animosity on a daily basis. Remember, you remember back at like 191 when you were like, "Man, we should just call it and say let's don't finish," and I was like, "No, no, we have to finish." And you're like, "Well, we should do two at a time and make it go faster." And I was like, "No, no, we gotta, we gotta finish like we started." Yeah, and don't stop listening to me. Because <laughs> you're in the middle of this review from this week and you are frustrated. Uh, all right. Uh, can I keep going? Yes. Comic Chris Michaels defeats the Punisher. I'll keep going. Big big leg drop. Chip Kessler then throws us to the double Tennessee chain match with the Thugs versus the Heavenly Bodies with Gibson as the referee. We do join this in progress, as you would imagine, with Tommy Noe on commentary. So the finish of this thing is uh, getting ready to get going right here. And basically, Gibson turns on Smothers. Gibson hits Smothers with the racket. Mm. Yep. Gibson hits Smothers with the racket. Gibson also lays out the dirty white boy. And let me tell you, um, the only question I have about this is, is this thing goes down is, Doc, the first time you watch this, did you see it coming? Where Gibson turned on him? No. Or were you surprised? I was surprised. You were surprised. Okay. Uh-huh. Hopper, were you surprised that he turned? Yeah. Because he's he's been a face forever. Okay. Maybe maybe I just I thought it was obvious that he was turning. Oh. No. No. Let me explain. Let me explain. And then we'll keep going because that's and we'll leave it at that. I thought it was obvious because he had floundered for a few weeks once Morton left. And I was like, they got to do something different with him. That's why I said that. And he's been in face the whole time. So I was like, they're going to turn him. But I didn't want to say it when we were reviewing it. But I, I felt like there, the heat, they were going to turn him. So anyway, they turned Gibson. He's a heel. He's teeing off on Tracy and Dirty White Boy with the racket in the middle of this chain match. And that is that. 
Um, Doc, any other thoughts? I just, I don't like Gibson turning heel because he doesn't have the charisma for it. And it's just goofy and weird and not how I think this should go. Fair enough. But so, I guess I guess it's easy to say that when you're you're not the one that's grasping at straws. Very true. Hopper, you got anything before I recap what Tommy Noe tells us here? No. No. So Tom Tommy Noe said he tried to get the thugs for an interview after the match, <clears throat> but they refused. And then Noe also says that when he walked over to Corny's side, the heavenly bodies and Gibsons in, in their dressing room, he didn't they refused as well. But Noe says he heard them laughing on the other side and, you know, basically uh, laughing about the fact that they they pulled the wool over the eyes and got it got back at the thugs with get with Gibson turning and that's that. So all right. Let's go to Butch Cassidy. Uh let's see where that's at. Here we go. And joining me on the set to talk about his match at Thanksgiving Thunder is Butch Cassidy. Of course, Butch, you can hear these fans, they're excited. You're going in the ring against Jim Cornette one-on-one. -on -one. How do you feel about that? Jim Cornette, are you a fool? Are you a fool for messing with the meanest midget wrestler of all time? For my buddy Landell. Thanksgiving Thunder. I'm going to take this old number nine right here and I'm going to stomp your head right through the floor at the Civic Coliseum. So you bring it on, big boy. You're a great manager, but a wrestler you're not. And you're messing with a bad man, the toughest man, the meanest bitch wrestler of all time. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on now. Oh. Come here, Thomas. Come here, Thomas. Hold on now. Let me just explain. Hey, come here, Les Thatcher. Let me explain something to you. I'm an important man in the wrestling business. I don't have time for this buffoonery. I don't have time to deal with stuff like this. And I'm sick and tired of Smoky Mountain Wrestling trying to make me look like a buffoon. What I'm saying to you is that you're a shrimp. A little, small, insignificant shrimp. When they try to voice shrimp on me in a restaurant, I don't like the way it smells. I don't like the way it looks. So you know what I have to do? I have to disguise that taste and that smell and that appearance. So what I do is I take that plate of shrimp and I get a good firm hold on it, Tommy. Oh, come on, come on. And come I, on. Get, what is I get some condiments. Despicable, Cornette, that's too much. Too much. Entirely too much. There is a match in the ring ready to go. Let's go to Tommy Nolan. Doc? <laughs> you think... <laughs> you think they got to the back and Tommy Rich turned to Jimmy and said, you know, I could go for some shrimp. No. I don't know what else to say, man. They just poured... <laughs> squirted ketchup all over it. Oh. There's nothing 
technically awful about what happened other than placing it in the context of everything else that's happening. Very good point. I agree. I thought it was actually good. I thought it was funny. It made yeah. them look like it, it, they, they're assholes, they're heels, they're calling this little fellow a shrimp. They're squirt. They, not only do they call him a shrimp, but Corny pulls a Heinz ketchup bottle out of his pocket and squeezes ketchup on him. Aubrey, your thoughts? Poor little bastard. <laughs> what pricks they were, man. That was so he, wrong. He did a good promo. Oh, I thought I thought the promo was good. I didn't have anything bad from it. I thought it was fine. I mean, just think if he if if uh, if 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 uh, he was in Tim Horner's body. Then we what wouldn't have had all that terrible Tim Horner gold that we've laughed at over the years. Yeah, yeah, that that's true, huh? Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on Butch Cassidy Hopper and getting squirted no. ketchup? I mean. No, little midget. (laughs) We then go to the Wolfman versus Tommy Rich. But before we can get started, Buddy Landell comes out to take the Wolfman's place. Towards the end, we have a lathered up and catch up Butch Cassidy chasing Cornette around the ring as Rich is in the ring strangling Budro. We go off the air like that and Kessler tells us next week we'll see the conclusion of this match because the cameras are still rolling. I don't have anything else from it. Uh, Hopper, did you? No. Look at this man. <laughs> Look at there he goes. Chasing Corny around the ring full of ketchup. <laughs> uh, and we go off here at that point, which leaves us to our normal spot in the show, where now we need to give out some disability checks. And, Doc, I am going to go out on a limb and say you regret creating the disability check uh, segment of the show because when we get to the disability check... Uh, I got a feeling that you don't want to insult this beloved promotion with how low your disability check will be. So what are you giving it? Mm. You know, the disability check sounded like a good idea at one time. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I don't think I'm going to rate this one. No, go, come no, on. No, 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 no. You ain't, you ain't easing out that easy. Why? I mean, you got to just drop out of the rating system. Why can't I? I didn't technically drop out. I said I'd give it a A through F. Mm. Well, you're only going to need a couple of the the lower end of this scale for this week. You can forget the A's and B's. Oh, it's it's getting a D. Okay. Well, I'm going to give this one a 5.6. Shocked it's not lower. Harper, what are you going to give it? (laughs) I'll give it a five. Harper gives a it a five. five. A D. Yeah, a fu- a fu- go ahead, Harper. This is just bad, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we do need to give out the government cheese. Uh, before we do so, I want to thank everybody who's a patron out there, especially during this pandemic. If you're not a patron, consider becoming one. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. It's a great way to support this show without uh, by spending a little extra, but you get a bunch of extra content in return. Also, if you're not using it, I'm not sure why, but please use our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. A great way to support this show without spending anything extra. The show gets a little get a little bit of support in return from Amazon. It's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. 
Government cheese award time. I'm giving mine to the little fella, Butch Cassidy. Cut a little, decent little promo right there. Uh, I thought about giving it to Wayne because he just looked ridiculous, but I, but I couldn't because you can only give out one. There's that. Doc, who are you giving yours to? In an effort to try to keep some semblance of order here, <sighs> oh man, I'm going to give mine to Buddy because Buddy okay. also looked ridiculous. In just a different way. So, and he wrestled Aubrey. in a barbed wire match. So, Hopper, who are you giving yours to? <clears throat> to uh, the Bush Cassidy, the midget fellow. That's right. Yeah. And that pretty much puts a wrap on this week's episode. <sighs> That's Boy. nice. We done yet? <laughs> well, let's, let's 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 get ready to get out of here. Uh, Doc, you got anything? No. Hopper hit the tagline. Book it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>